Tyler. Hello. It's exciting today. You say it's exciting or what's exciting? It's exciting. New audio equipment. It's fancy. Mm-hmm. Living the high life here. Right? Now who else is living the high life? Who? The, the Rock. You tell. So he shared the uh, release date for Black Adam. Yes, I see that. That's exciting. Yes. So next summer? Yeah, July 29th, 2022. Yeah, I mean, like, there's really not a whole lot to this other than he was like, hey, it's coming next summer, but it's nice to get, like, a DC movie with, like, a concrete, concrete, but, like, tangible news. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't just fall into the world of repetitive pushbacks, but... Yeah, hopefully not, but... That's always my concern. It's just like fucking one movie delay after another after another. Like, I'm really hoping with the vaccine and all this other stuff that uh, by next summer, theaters are back open and we're getting more regular theatrical release dates. Yeah, and it's... It's weird, too, because, like, a while ago, it was, like, we were able to go to theaters here for a little while. Like, in the States, it wasn't doing so hot on, like, the the vaccines and all that. Now it seems to be flip-flopped, and, like, a bunch of places in the States are, people are going to theaters, and we can't hear, so it's, like, the weird regional stuff, right? Yeah, it's mildly annoying, to say the least. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean... I'm excited for this movie. Just because I think the Black Adam character has always been cool. So, Well, and I mean, it's, it's The Rock. He's a blockbuster superstar, so yeah. I can't imagine it doing poorly or being done poorly, for that matter. No. Fucking Pierce Brosnan, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I don't think there's any way this movie flops, but just because I think his name alone pretty much guarantees a good opening weekend so yeah definitely carries a lot of weight yeah so yeah and other exciting news it looks like uh the new obi-wan kenobi is going to start filming right shortly here yeah like right away like yeah within days here yeah and they uh announced a slew of cast too mm-hmm. so the nice part about this too is like Typically, once those Star Wars, like Disney Plus, start filming, it's pretty much like exactly a year from that point until they're on Disney Plus. So, really? Yeah. So that pretty well means that like this Obi Wan show should be on Disney Plus next April or right around there. That's so, not too bad. No, and it's it's that tech they use, right? That Favreau tech with fucking Unreal Engine and those screens. Like they're able to just pump that shit out. So. Yeah, that's sweet. I can't wait for more movies to start adopting that. It's especially when you watch things like The Mandalorian and it just like it looks so good. You're just like, why wouldn't you use this? Well, like, not only, but it saves on costs, but it also allows it like speeds up production and post production like infinitely. Oh yeah, it's huge. So then some highlights for this cast. They're bringing back like Uncle Ben from the like prequel actors when he drops Luke off. 
Mm-hmm. They actually are bringing back Joel Edgerton and uh, that girl that was in that uh, that uh, Nexium documentary. Oh, really? Yeah, that Bonnie girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I read that and I was like, oh, right. She was actually an act, like an actress, and yeah, they're bringing her back. And then we got a bunch of other people like Rupert Breen, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, Ice Cube's son. Look at him fucking stepping it up. I know. And uh, Han from the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a pretty decent cast. Yeah. Yeah. Which is even more exciting. So, yeah, I'm super fucking excited for this show. Because yeah, it should be good. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of potential with like Obi Wan stories. So, yeah, this is cool. Well, let's be honest. Like, aside from the actual movies, all of Disney's fucking Star Wars related stuff outside of the movie. Well, I mean, their movies have been successful. Don't get me wrong, but they haven't been nearly as highly praised by audience and critics alike, like their actual like series stuff that they're putting on Disney. So yeah, yeah, their series stuff is is definitely like the stuff that is like okay, this is super good, and like they're crafting like their own like mini universe with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's real cool. Um, yeah, this is exciting. And then we also got uh, Russell Crowe is going to be in that next Thor movie. Yeah, that that one's interesting to me. So, and I don't I don't know if this is true, but when I was reading the story, a lot of people were saying that this was supposed to be a small cameo, like when Matt Damon did one in that Thor movie. But some paparazzi got a hold of the photos, and they had to announce the news. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't know if that's, like, fully the case, but I remember reading that when I saw the story, and I was like, oh, if that's the case, that sucks. But, so I don't know. Yeah, and, like, they don't even say in here if it's going to be a big role or not, so. So, hold on, rewind a sec. What did you say about Matt Damon? So, remember in um, Thor Ragnarok, when Matt Damon had a cameo? No, I don't. Uh, the first part of the movie when Thor comes back and Loki is like doing the play, Matt Damon plays Thor in the play. Oh, yeah. Right? Fuck, I totally, totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and no one knew. And so when you saw it, it was like, oh, shit. It was like a fun little like, hey, Matt Damon was here for five minutes. And then he peaced out. So what I was reading, and like I said, I don't know if this is true, but that was supposed to be the case with Russell Crowe. It's like he was supposed to pop in for like a quick cameo and then jet the fuck out. Oh, uh, yes. So if that's right, like I said, I don't know if it is. Maybe he's got a more substantial role or not, but. Yeah. Yeah, that. Damn, that would have been a cool little fucking cameo. Yeah, right? 
I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm still super excited for it because, I mean, I don't know. Like, that that Thor Ragnarok was, it's like, by and large, one of my favorite fucking Marvel movies ever. Yeah, it's uh, really good. And I think, I think the amazing part of that is it kind of, like, those first Thor movies were like, the reception to them, I think, was kind of like, meh, right? Mm-hmm. so i think like what it did is it like kind of brought the war back you know what i mean yeah so yeah i think that's yeah but yeah i'm i'm curious about this new thor especially because it's especially because they announced that like natalie portman is going to be thor so it's like that transition like i'm i'm curious how they do all that mm-hmm. right and does that mean Chris Hemsworth is still to be popping in down the road. I hope so. You know, is I don't know in the comics like when the because this happens in the comics too, and I don't know like if Chris Hemsworth just like does his own thing as a god, but not officially Thor, right? It'll be interesting to see. Lots of questions that need to be answered here. So here's a question. Given how Endgame ended, um, the Thor hammer is not with Thor. Correct. So how? Do, uh, so I'm curious how Natalie Portman like does she get the Thor hammer or? And I don't know because he's got that like axe thing now, doesn't he? Yeah. So like. Does she get the axe thing? Does she get Captain uh, America's Thor hammer? Or do they make a new one? Well, Captain America's gone, so I'm guessing she gets the hammer. Yeah, you would think. Huh. But I mean, like, I don't have a definitive answer. Their minds much smarter than me that are putting all the pieces together for this massive world-building puzzle, so... Oh, yeah, for sure. It was just random thought I had. I was like, wait... That'd be my guess. My guess is Thor's gonna be, like, there's no way that Chris Hemsworth's not in this movie, and I think he's gonna be wielding the axe, and I think somehow she's going to become, like, the new Thor, and she's gonna get the hammer. But I don't think that means, like, Thor's gone. Like, I still think he's gonna be a god, and I think he's still gonna rock the axe. Yeah, I think so, too. I think the more important question that we need answered is, given how Avengers ended, where he gets on the ship with guardians of the galaxy i need him to be a big focal point in the next guardians of the galaxy right not just kind of like a half-ass he's in there for 15 minutes and then out yeah no he needs to be a big part of it like at least half of the movie and then like halfway through the movie he goes to deal with whatever's going on within love of thunder like i hope those tie in nicely yeah to each other yeah especially like at the end of Endgame, that banter between him and Quill, like yeah. it just it worked so well that it was like a whole movie with that kind of banter, right? Yeah, it would be fantastic. You know, I want it. I want it all. Yeah, me too. So, yep, I'm excited for that. Me too. You know what else I'm super excited about? What? Hulu doing the Dropout series. Yeah. With Which, Amanda Seyfried set to play Elizabeth Holmes. This story 
captivated me. Like I heard them briefly mention it on like Joe Rogan's podcast mm-hmm. and then they were talking about it and I was like, how come I don't remember this? So then I went and watched a documentary about it and it was like, holy shit. And then I went and watched another documentary about it. And then I found out that there was like an in-depth podcast called The Dropout, which was like a 10 episode podcast all about this. Yeah. So I went and fucking burned through, listened to all that. Like what a, what a just a crazy fucking story. Yeah. So to turn it into like an actual mini series with like actors portraying the oh, yeah. people in real life and having Amanda Seyfried play Elizabeth Holmes pumped. Couldn't it be more pumped. Oh yeah, me too. We actually, like, I think we talked about this months ago. Um, cause Kate McKinnon was actually supposed to be doing the role and then she dropped out. Yeah. I was excited with Kate McKinnon in there, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm more excited with Amanda Seyfried in that role. Me too. Actually. I think it's a better fit. Um, cause she's great. Um, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, this will be a really good one. Because same as you, like, I, I watched that documentary, and I was like, that's crazy. Like, just, like, how fucking big of a scam it was. Like, hey, we're going to show you how this works, but we're not going to show you how we test it, so we'll just run the samples down, and then they run it through a bunch of other machines that aren't theirs, and are like, here's the results, it totally works. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck. Like, yeah. Even the article says the company was at one time valued at $9 billion. Yeah, that's wild. She was the youngest female billionaire in the world. Yeah. And all based on something that just straight up didn't fucking work. It's, yeah, it's one of those crazy stories that. Yeah. I, the only bummer is it's on Hulu. But yeah, but I mean, I'll find it elsewhere. Oh yeah, I still don't understand how, like, with Hulu being owned by Fox, but Fox is owned by Disney. Like, why hasn't Disney just merged this? Like, I get the feeling that they're slowly working towards it by bringing in a bunch of like the Fox stuff onto Disney Plus, as well as some of the I don't know Showtime stars, whatever that other network was that library be incorporated into Disney plus. Like I would hope that's just a mad, a matter of time where they go, okay, we're going to merge this. So you have all the content libraries, but now you also have the option to watch like shit the day after it comes out. Right. And I, I bet part of the reason why like it's not fully integrated is I bet there's a bunch of like deals still in play that need to expire. Like, I wonder if there's some weird shit like that where it's like, hey, we've had these deals in place and we just need to let them expire before we can, like, fully roll everything in. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's something like that. Yeah, that's probably more more in tune with what's going on. Right, because it's like... Yeah, I, I bet it's, like, some weird thing where it's like, hey, we just have all these weird-ass deals from when we didn't have a streaming service that we need to, like, not renew and then we can, like, maybe properly roll it in. I don't know. And then, in other bummer news, Mortal Kombat has been delayed. Yeah, this one crushed me, because I was all set, like, two days ago to, like, watch it. Yeah. Because I I wasn't up to date on the postings of Mortal Kombat, so I was like, oh, I got some free time, I'm so fucking excited, I'm gonna watch Mortal Kombat. And then I 
couldn't find it. And I'm going, what the fuck is going on? And I like look it up and it's like, oh, it's been indefinitely pushed back like a week. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. And it's so weird because it's like, it's only a week. It's like, what the fuck? And it was funny too. I have no idea if this is the reason, but I, I was reading like a Reddit thread on it. Someone in the comments was like, I bet this is because uh, by moving in a week, that lapses the one month trial that people would have signed up for uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. And I was like, hmm. I have no idea if that's actually the case or not, but. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's good. It's only a week, but. But still, I want it now. I know. Like, when I watched that trailer, I was like, okay, yep, hard R Mortal Kombat, and then fucking Scorpion utters the line, get over here, and I'm like, yep, sign me up. Like, give me this. Immediately. You know what I found more interesting? Or, like, I shouldn't say more, but also, like, side note interesting, is when I was trying to find the new Mortal Kombat, and, like, in searching it, it brought up a bunch of, like, pretty much everything with the name Mortal Kombat. Right. So, like, we have our, like, the normal Mortal Kombats that you and I would have been familiar with. The original Mortal Kombat, and then the sequel they did, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yep. Yeah, there's, like, six or seven other Mortal Kombat movies. What? Not including animated ones. Wait, there's other live-action ones? Yes. they're Get like the fuck out. They're, like, foreign films. Like, a bunch of them look like they were either, like, Korean or Chinese or Japanese. Really? Yeah, so, like, subtitles and stuff. But, like, when I was searching, I kept coming across like this all these other Mortal Kombat movies. None of them were like American made ones, like the the two that were that we would think of when we think the Mortal Kombat live action. But yeah, there's like six or seven out there. Really? Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, me neither. I was like, what? How am I how did I not know about all these fucking Mortal Kombat movies? Huh. Because yeah, like the ones I think of is those original two and then that YouTube short. Yeah. Uh, no, these are these are other Mortal Kombat movies. Just they're foreign films. Weird. Mm-hmm. Huh. Alright. That I kinda wanna watch them now. I was I was curious about it, but I just I struggle with movies with subtitles. It's like it's the yeah. only reason I still haven't watched Parasite. Yeah. I've gotta be in a certain like headspace to like sit down and watch a full movie. With subtitles yeah and most of the time when i want to watch a movie it's like i just want to veg and like be entertained and not have to like work hard at it and yeah I mean, yeah i get it i'm lazy but yeah we're we're, we're not uh pretentious enough we're not true film fans mm-hmm. that's exactly what people would say but fuck me i don't want to read for an hour and a half i want to watch a movie well that one i think is like two hours and a bit so like yeah. it's quite the endeavor <laughs> yeah so it's yeah and then it looks like woody harrelson is gonna star in a new novel based flick called the man with with the miraculous hands yeah which i like woody harrelson and it's supposed to be a world war ii psychological thriller so i'm slightly intrigued in that sense and i like woody harrelson but other than that i don't know a damn thing about this yeah so Reading the kind of synopsis they have here is like Woody Harrelson plays a doctor from like one of the 
like for one of like a top tier Nazi guy. And it mm-hmm. seems like he's kind of able to save a bunch of people by doing that. And kind of, oh, okay. he's able to kind of like, because he kind of helps this top tier Nazi guy out with some health problems, he kind of gets like a little bit of sway, I think. And then he can kind of like influence, be like, yo, maybe don't like torture the fuck out of these people. Maybe. So oh, I think, okay. I think that's where they're going with it. So. so I mean, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I'll I'll watch that. I mean, I like Woody Harrelson, so, and I don't mind. Like, I I like the Nazi era stuff, so. Okay, I'll check this out. I'm glad he's doing more stuff. Yeah, he's he really is a good. He's a he's a fucking solid, well-rounded actor. Yeah, and he's kind of. I don't want to say made a resurgence later in his career, but maybe that's is exactly what it is. But it oh. seemed like we didn't see him for a long time, and then True Detective came out, and people were like, "Oh shit!" Woody Harrelson still exists. Yeah. So I'm just more curious. I'm more than anything curious to see how he how he rolls playing Carnage. Yeah, like that one. I'm just like, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, the picture they uh, put out with him didn't didn't really. Uh, I don't think it sold it on a lot of people. Yeah, it didn't really sell it with me. But I mean, I don't know. I enjoyed the first Venom movie, and because it was a success, hopefully they get more freedom and more money. So I mean, by all accounts, this could be even better. And I've always, always wanted to see a real Venom movie. Mm. But even more so than that, I've always wanted to see a Venom versus Carnage movie. So yeah. Yeah, here's hoping they actually pull it off. But, yeah, fingers fucking crossed. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm down for this movie. But it doesn't look like they gave us a release date or anything, but probably still a few years out, but mm-hmm. good for him. And in things I didn't ask for and don't need, apparently, uh, going to get a rocky prequel series yeah i mean i'm like a huge rocky fan and even i don't want this i'm not a major rocky fan so i could care less either way but it's like what is a rocky prequel like is it just him hanging out in the bronx not boxing I I genuinely like a, don't know. Yeah, I mean, Stallone's writing it, and like obviously he has ideas if he's writing it, but I, I, I don't know about this. Um, yeah, because I mean, like all of the information you would need post Rocky becoming Rocky is covered in the first Rocky when he becomes Rocky. Yeah. So where do you go yeah. with a fucking prequel? Yeah, like, which is... like I'm it, The only way that that would even work is if it was like not so much a like hero versus villain triumph of the human spirit boxing flick and more of a like a deep character driven flick yeah. on the origins of like yeah. Rocky. Yeah, which I think 
would be the only way you could do it. And he's writing this for, like he says, like a 10 episode kind of couple season like streaming thing. So maybe that's how you do it. But yeah, I just, I don't know where the content is for a Rocky prequel. Kind of like exactly what you said, like everything you need to know was in that first movie. So. Yeah, I don't, I just don't know. I mean, let's be real. I'll still check it out because it's Rocky and I love Rocky, but. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I won't be checking it out. So. Yeah, which is fair. Um, yeah. I mean, if he's got ideas and someone's going to pay him for it, then good for him. But mm-hmm. yeah, weird. I that is not a headline I thought I would ever see. No, is hey Rocky prequel TV show streaming? Like what? No, yeah, you know I'm right there with you. Like zero interest in this. If he's going to do a prequel, all a like TV thing, do a Rambo prequel. That's probably got some some guts to it. Yeah. Fuck, you know what I would take before a Rocky prequel? An Expandables, Expendables prequel. Where you do a movie about each guy's origin story before they become the Expendables. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. That would I actually would, be really cool. I would take that over a Rocky prequel. Or even just like uh, like an Expendables TV show. Yeah, yeah, but fuck, that would cost a lot to get all those guys. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That would actually be something he could revisit. Yeah, well, I mean, you you, you definitely use, like, I think it would be interesting because, like, they weren't, you know, top-tier grade-A movies, but they were good entertaining movies, and it was full yeah. of, like, all of the action stars that, like, yeah. you know, people would get nostalgic for. Yeah. But they all come together, and you get a little backstory as they come together. So if you did, like, a the Expendables origins and did a movie per character with like little cameos of the other characters, like how they cross paths, but like how these people came to be who they are. Like that would be, that'd be super intriguing to me personally, but yeah, I think so too. But instead we're going to get a Rocky prequel. Yeah. I don't really have much more to say about it. Not interested. Yeah. I'll, I'll begrudgingly check it out, but, I will not be. Yeah. I will, however, be watching the fucking Knives Out sequel that Netflix just picked up. Yeah, for a uh, a very hefty price tag. Yeah, almost half a billion. Yeah. And uh, Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson are going to return. I, you're probably going to hate me, but I haven't seen Knives Out yet. Really? So... I should probably watch that. It was something that I saw trailers for and was like, that looks interesting, but it wasn't like one of those, oh, I can't wait. I have to see this. I have to watch this. It was like one of those, yeah, that looks good. And then casually I was like, oh, Knives Out. Yeah, okay. I'll watch that tonight. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good kind of like mystery, like a whodunit, who did it, like that old game of, what was it fucking called? Clue. Yeah but like a modern take on it. And it was, it was really good. It was really interesting because like, as the story's progressing, you're sitting there trying to, you know, as the viewer, 
be smarter than the detective and you're trying to figure out who did it while he's trying to figure out who did it. But it was done really nice full or it was done nicely in the sense that like, you know how sometimes you watch those like mystery shows where like you're trying to solve the mystery at the same time as the main character as the story's progressing. But like you're privy to certain information. So like pretty shortly into the movie, you're like, okay, I got it. It was obviously this fucking guy case closed. And then the detective slowly starts figuring out these things that he's not privy to because, you know, he's in character and you're watching from the outside in. Right. The way this one was done, I was trying to, and I could just be incredibly stupid, but I was trying to figure it out the whole time. And it wasn't until we got to the fucking end where I was like, oh shit. Yeah. All those pieces are coming together. Okay. Like I didn't have the movie figured out in the first 20 minutes. Like, a lot of other films like I actually had to go through. And even though I was privy to stuff that the main detective was not privy to, I still couldn't figure it out till the end. Yeah. That's one of those ones that I've been like meaning to watch it, but just haven't got around to it. So well, and it has such a great, great fucking cast. Yeah. Like yeah Daniel guess. Craig and, and Rian Johnson are fantastic. Chris Evans is in there. Anna Diarmas is in there. Yeah. There, there's like lots of people. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been I'm gonna have to bump this up on my list, I think, because yeah, it seems right up my alley. It's just one of those ones that kind of flew under the, the bus and I never got around to it. But yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, Michael Shannon totally forgot that he was in there. No shit. Yeah, like just really good actors all around, and it was very well done. Huh. I'm gonna have to check that out. So, yeah, very much excited that Netflix has that because I want it now. Yeah, I was reading too. Apparently, uh, the big winners of this deal was uh, Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson. Apparently, they got like eight digits, you know, in their pockets from this Ooh. deal. <laughs> so, like, of that four hundred million, I think they each banked like ten or more million dollars to them because they are the ones coming over. So, I was like, that that seems like they're the winners of that deal. Yeah, good for them. So. And then I was reading too, and they haven't announced any uh, like details on like plot or anything, but some people were kind of hoping that it was like an anthology kind of style thing where it's like, because Daniel Craig's the detective, right? That it's like a new case each movie or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, this, we've talked about it before, kind of like Netflix pivoting into films. Like, I think this is more evidence of like they're not just TV shows anymore. They're trying to do like good quality movies, which they have been. And I think this just cements that idea that they're going to kind of go all in on, Hey, we're not just original shows or original movies too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah I mean, got to stay competitive. Yeah. And Hey, they're doing it good on the movie friends. So. Yeah, no, no complaints here. I can't wait for that new Dawn of the Dead movie. Oh God, yeah. I, I watched. Uh, have you seen the trailer for it? Oh yes. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, my favorite uh, zombie movie is Zack Snyder's like original Dawn of the Dead. Like, I just love it. And so I was like, give me another one of those by him, and sign me right the fuck up. Yeah, I was like it, this looks amazing. Yeah, it does. It looks very, very good. Yeah, I was like. Yeah, I, I watched it, and then as soon as I was like, from the dude who did Dawn of the Dead, I was like, hell yeah, I love that movie. I was like, fuck, I can't wait for that. That's soon, too, I think, isn't it? Yeah, within the next month, I believe. Yeah. 
And yeah. Dave Bautista, man, I fucking, I'm becoming, with every movie I see that guy in, I'm becoming more and more of a fan. Yeah. Even, um, uh, what was it? I rewatched Blade Runner not too long ago. And even the little, like, cameo he has at the beginning of that movie, it's kind of more of a serious role. Like, he, he does very well. Like, yeah. There's not a lot of people that can go from that, like, being a wrestler to a full-blown actor. Like, obviously, you get some, right? Like, The Rock immediately yep. comes to mind. But, like, Dave Batista, like, yeah. He's, as far as, like, wrestlers turned actors go, like, obviously, The Rock would be at the top because he does so much and kills in his roles. But, like, prior to that, it was really just, like, John Cena was the only other one I could think of. And don't get me wrong, like, when I see John Cena in those comedic roles, like, cock blockers. Oh, yeah suits him so well he does so yeah. good at it but like dave batiste is quickly becoming like my new favorite yeah me too i uh i want to see dave batiste in like something a little more serious i want to see how he does that but because the little mm -hmm. bit i saw of him in that blade runner movie i was like you know what like that wasn't a big part it was only like five minutes but you did it well enough that i'd be curious to see do more of it right yeah so whether he would be able to hold that up over a movie i don't know i thought but he's yeah. done some more some more serious roles but i could be wrong it's just i'm dbm i want to say he did a small one that was like uh what was it he was great in stuber Hotel Artemis was a little bit more serious, and he, well, that one wasn't bad. It wasn't the greatest. No, it wasn't bad. Oh, he's uh, he's in the new Dune too. Yes, that's right. And I'm really excited for that because I that director is one of my favorite directors right now. Is it? Yeah. Um, Denis Villeneuve, I think it is. Like oh. I, every single movie he's done, I have loved. So. Yeah. Huh, he was in an episode of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, really? A TV series. Huh. I never finished that, and it was such a good series, I should probably go back and do that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then another story that I am really, really excited for, HBO Max is going to turn... Netflix docu-series um, The Staircase into like a live-action show with Colin Firth. That will be interesting. It was such a wild docu-series too. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Because it was like what I found fascinating about it is like it got real in-depth on like kind of how the court part of it works and mm -hmm. how long that takes right yeah. and that that part was really fascinating because it it told the story of like hey these crimes or not crimes every interpret it happened but then it like focused on like how the lawyers and stuff like how they craft defenses and stuff and like mm -hmm. get investigators to look into things and like hey if we push this dummy down the stairs this this kind of way it shows that, like, she slipped, right? Like, it was this crazy thing of, like, how in-depth they go to, like, 
improve that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So. For sure. It's, uh, yeah. I yeah, think, it'll be interesting. I mean, like, obviously, Colin Firth is a champion, so. Oh, yeah. Don't knock it out of the park, so it's. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fascinating docuseries, especially, like, uh, what, I think it's, like, halfway in when the, uh, whoever's prosecuting them is like, oh, and this isn't the first time one of his wives has filmed down the stairs. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, I was like, hold up. Cause like before that I was like watching it and I was like, it, like it, it seemed plausible like that she fell down the stairs. And then I was like, okay, like how is this going to shake out? And they were like, oh yeah, his other wife also did that. And I was like, hold up. Yeah. Maybe mm, this, fool me once. I was like, maybe this isn't, uh, the way it goes, but yeah, this is cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, HBO Max trying to fill up, fill up their lineup. Yeah, doing a good job so far. Yeah, and probably I would say on the more depressing side of news. Hey, it looks like they've decided to renew Dancing with the Stars for reasons I don't know if anyone will ever understand. Hey. <laughs> hey now yeah uh, there's really not much to this other than they're picking it up for another season I'm that last season was alright I, I still don't like the, the hosting situation but the dancing was alright so they do that again I'll still watch it Oh, it, we know you will. I guess it depends on who they have for the lineup. I, I, last season they didn't have a bunch of like fucking political people competing in it. So I really hope they continue with that trend because it got real bad where there was like, hey, here's the ex governor of Georgia. It was like, I don't care. Give me like some beat here, fucking Backstreet Boy or something. Not this dude that was a politician. Yeah, see, that's the thing that's never, like, why I've never been intrigued about it is because they never really have what I would consider a star. Yeah, and it's, like, it's weird because, like, going into every season, you you know that there's going to be two or three ex-athletes from some sports. You know there's going to be two or three people from one of the ABC uh, fucking drama reality tv so there's going to be someone from the bachelor the bachelorette guaranteed you know so it's like they have like this kind of like formula where it's like you kind of know who half the cast is going to be like it's going to be some combination of like an ex-football guy and someone from the bachelor and like some other shitty h or abc show mm-hmm. and then the rest is like here's carol baskins you know so yeah you know. But they uh, definitely play very fast and loose with the definition of a star. See, I would have been right into last season if they had Harold Baskins on there and Tiger King himself. Yeah, then it would. Yeah, he's got to get out of prison first. I know. I wish they would have granted him a leave just so he could film the show. (laughs) That would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, there's really not much to this other than, hey, I'll get more of this and the only one that cares but and 
then we got uh, Stephen Yen, which most people will probably recognize him from Walking Dead and recently Minari. She's been getting a shit ton of buzz about. He's going to do one of Jordan Peele's new movies. Is this officially confirmed or is this still just in uh, talks? Let's see. It says here he is in negotiations. Mm-hmm. So not, not officially confirmed yet, but no. hopefully. Hopefully, because I think he's a great actor. And I think getting into kind of something like a Jordan Peele movie where it's like, here's a nice, like serious kind of thriller to sink his teeth into mm-hmm. could kind of like, he's, he's got a lot of buzz on Minari, right? Where it's like, okay, this guy can, he's the real deal. Okay. Let's give him another one. Like hopefully it works. Right. Yeah. Cause then he can kind of kickstart his career in a film. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, cause he oh. was, go ahead. I was going to say like, hopefully this goes from just in talks to actually happening. Cause I'd definitely like to see him in, in one of those like thriller, deeply suspenseful feel flicks. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's also nice too that he's kinda moving on from The Walking Dead, right? Yeah. Which I mean say what you will about that show, but he was never the issue. Um, no, no, not at all. So but yeah. I I hope this happens. So yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, because he's really cool. Yeah. Uh, our last bit of news is it looks like Warner Brothers and DC are not going to carry on with their Aquaman spinoffs, The Trench and New Gods. Yeah, well, it, New Gods was a different thing. It was an Aquaman. It was some other thing mm. that had to do with Dark Side. Oh yes, yes, yes. But yeah, I, I was kind of into the Trench one, but. Yeah, I can't say either of these necessarily are like heartbreaking to me. No, me neither, but it's like I read it and it was like it comes back to like DC, like what what the fuck are they doing? Like they canceling projects and seemingly reinventing their whole thing with fucking the Flash movie and the Snyder Cut and it's like God damn it, like pick a direction and just go. Yeah, I agree. Like, they need to all get on the same page and they need to just, like, sit down and hammer out a... Like, it, it seems like they constantly only look short-term. Like, yeah. what can we do right now to make money next... Like, you know, what can we film right now so we can release it next year and make money? Yeah. Pitch me your ideas yeah. where they should definitely be taking more of a Marvel approach where it's like, okay, this is what how we're do doing. we want this to look in 10 years? Yeah, and it's... Like, I think the biggest thing with me is I just, as an audience member, I want to know what the rules are for their universe, right? Because, you know, you look at Marvel, everything ties together, mm-hmm. period. With DC, it's like this, like, it was this questionable answer of like, well, they, this kind of does, but this doesn't, and then this might, but it doesn't. And it's like, j- just let me know so that I know if I need to watch this supplementary show, I can, right? And it's like, or just tell me that, okay, hey, you're doing the multiverse thing and these are the ones that tie together and all the other one don't matter, but just fucking tell me. I don't have time to figure it out. 
I've and I've said it before, and I will fucking say it again. I will beat this dead horse for years. Continuity. Yep. That's what drives me nuts. Because DC is like, oh, you want to make a DC movie? Sure, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you want to make one? Yeah, go ahead. Like the like the thing I like about Marvel too is like the continuity, where like even so much as like main characters, like Robert Downey Jr. is no longer playing Iron Man. Yep. That doesn't mean that there won't be a new Iron Man in any upcoming Disney stuff, yep. but it won't be Tony Stark as Iron Man, right? Yep. They'll reach to the comics and it's like, oh, who else played an Iron Man? Oh, this character eventually donned the Iron Man suit, or this one became, this guy became the new Iron Man, and that's the direction they go. Yep. They don't just like recast and be like, okay, it's not Robert Downey Jr., now it's Topher Grace and he is Tony Stark and we're just going to pretend like everything is the same other than the fact that the actors are different. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. when someone leaves they switch it, right? Like they're going from Thor as the God of Thunder to Natalie Portman's character, right? Yeah. So like they're not just going to replace and recast someone else to play Chris Hemsworth's Thor. They're yeah. Just moving on. Same with Captain America, right? Like if you've been following Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yep. they got that other guy who is a different character in that comic series, like in the comic books, dons the Captain America mask. He's not Steve Rogers. He is someone else who becomes Captain America, right? Like they don't just recast a Steve Rogers. Right. So. Yeah. And I get that. And like the flip side to it too is like what the way DC does it is they can give people projects on main characters that because they don't have to tie in, they can really fuck with the tone of the movie. Like, so you can do like, hey, here's a Joker movie that doesn't tie into Justice League. So we can make this hard R Joker that is kind of its own thing. Like that's, I guess, the flip side of it. But yeah, I get what you're saying. So, but yeah, that's just my take. But yeah, no, I agree, and it's goddamn it, DC. Make yeah, fucking, please get your shit together. Yeah. And stop changing it every few months. Because I don't have time for that. Yeah. But I think that's all we got for news. Yeah. We got a lot of fucking stuff to talk about, though, in reviews. Yeah, we watched a lot. Mm-hmm. So I checked out uh, that Operation Odessa that what you a, recommended. What a fucking jam, eh? My God. That Wild. Wild. So fucking crazy, like... It's... Uh, even with everything you told me, it was like watching and it was like, wait, what? They just bought a bunch of helicopters for like a thousand bucks in Russia? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then and the one, the fucking hilarious one was when they were going to buy the submarine, they were like, yo, we need to take some pictures. And the Russian general was like, no, no, no. Like, this is a top secret submarine base. Like, no one in the world knows where this is. You can't just take pictures. And he just gave him 200 bucks. And then there's a bunch of pictures of him, like, arm over the general in front of the (laughs) sub. And it's just like, holy shit. Like, the general was just like, that's a year's salary in Russia. So I'm going to take that. And yeah, take as many pictures as you want. And like the dude doing the docuseries, like, they sent the pictures to the CIA. Like, the only people that are like, that would know if there was a secret base there. And they were just like, yeah, no, that's it. That's kind of crazy that they got pictures and we're there like yeah what the fuck 
Yeah, man. Or like knowing the backstory of how he like flew to Africa and hopped in and got taken to that private airspace to interview the dude who's on the run. Yeah. And then like to actually watch the documentary and you're like, oh shit, he wasn't lying. Like he's he interviewing the guy in the back of a fucking jet right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it was fucking crazy. And I think you mentioned it too, when you were first talking about it, like I loved how they were all talking, like there's no ill will between any of them. Because at the end of the day, they were all going to fuck each other over for this money. But they became friends along the way. So they're just like, eh, I like we still like each other. But yeah, well, and like <laughs> what I really liked is like when they were talking about each other, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, we met and we were like business associates and kind of became friends. It was like they all talked about each other, you know, as if they were reminiscing about the glory days in high school. Yeah. Which like it, it was just, it was just so fucking wild to watch. I know, especially like, and I guess that was because when that one dude had the strip club, like it was kind of like all all of them just hanging out at a strip club, right? Like yeah. drinking, having fun, and you know doing a few scams here and there. Like, yeah, my god, fucking crazy story. Like, uh, yeah, it's just it's wild. It, it just the amount of moments where it's just like. You're at a top secret Russian nuclear submarine base that no one in the world should know about, and you just give the guy a couple hundred bucks and you can start taking pictures. Like, fucking what? Like, yeah, man. Like, I, when I went off about how wild that documentary was, like, I wasn't underselling it. Yeah. Or when and I the, couldn't oversell it enough. Like, it, it's or, one of those things, like, you need to see this for yourself because yeah. it is out there. Or when uh, one of them gets, uh, kidnapped by the russian guards and they're like you can't like sell dope here like unless you cut us in and then he just calls his friend and he's like yo act like pablo escobar and come down and help me (laughs) and they do it and it works and then they just set up a drug house for the russians to start selling drugs and then peace out it's just like oh fuck it was insane just like how did that work yeah like what's what's crazier to me is like having seen this documentary now it's like how was not more people like know about this or talked about it? Like this is one yeah. of the wildest stories ever. Yeah, no and shit. Like, like that documentary should be like way higher on the list of documentaries yeah. than it is. Yeah, it, it definitely should be. Cause it's like, yeah, it's just that like, it's, it's like, this can't be real life. Like this is, this has to be made up because it's so yeah. crazy, but it's not right. So it's, yeah. it's fucking insane. So, yeah, people should watch that. It is a crazy story that is. Yeah, I can't. It's so like the last thing that he talked about when when like the. What is it like? Tiller Russell, I think is his name. I think you're right. Who made the documentary and like made some of the other amazing documentaries like seven five. He was telling Joe Rogan on his podcast that like they're in the process right now of turning that Operation Odessa documentary into like a feature movie with like Hollywood A-list actors. Oh, hell yeah. Sign me up for that. Yeah, when I heard that, I was like, okay, well, now I definitely want to check out this documentary. And now having seen it, it's like, oh, yes, I can't wait for a Hollywood movie based on this story. Yeah, because it'd be kind of like, if you ever saw like American Made or like anything like that, right? Where it's like Mm -hmm. these ridiculous true stories. Like those movies are always great. So it's like, yeah, give me, give me that for sure. All day long. Yeah. I'm super fucking hyped about it. Yeah. But it was just like, even, 
like you telling me basically what the whole story of this documentary is like even watching it after that i'm like this is fucking insane like holy shit yeah so. it's definitely one of my favorite documentaries i've yeah. ever seen yeah it's definitely up there of just like holy shit like this can't get crazier and it does mm-hmm. so yeah then i watched uh, godzilla vs kong oh yeah so do you plan on watching it no okay i so, honestly do not it, so spoilers ahead um you're not going to watch that movie for the like human plots which is not what i watched it for i just wanted to see big monsters fight each other mm-hmm. um but they went real real fucking crazy with it and i was totally on board with it because you kind of knew right from the start where they were going with it so the whole plot line is like they need to lead up to like King Kong and Godzilla fighting, right? Yeah. So they make this stupid fucking plot thread where it's like, because Godzilla has to be the like lead alpha monster, as soon as another one like moves around, he can sense it. Okay. So Godzilla senses it. And then they're bringing King Kong into the middle of the ocean on an airline carrier um, to show them into the center of the earth, which is apparently where the energy is that these monsters feed off of. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, uh, and like I said, if you're going into this movie for that, like the human plot, that's not why you're watching it. You just want to see monsters fight, which is what I went into it for. So anyway... They fight at sea, and there's some spectacular monster battles, which are very well done and exactly what I wanted out of the movie. Um, and then we'll just skip to the third act, because the second act is kind of not that good. And then, so the third act, this Chinese corporation makes Mecha Godzilla, and they got to team up, and they got to fight Robozilla. Yeah. That's where that plot went. Wow. Yep. So it's, um, the whole plot of that movie is kind of trash, but correct me if I'm wrong here. So these are, these people were also the ones that were like super upset that their movie was going to a streaming service and not getting a theatrical release. Right. Yep. Sounds to me like they just dodged a massive, embarrassing fucking bullet. Well, it's actually doing really good in box office because it is a great movie theater movie, right? Like you go there and you watch big monsters fight. Yeah, it's doing popcorn. great. It's doing yeah. great in the box office overseas. Yeah. Like that none of the like even the Godzilla movie that had Brian Cranston in it, in it like it did all right over here, but the money yeah. it made was like over in China and yeah. Japan and shit like that. Yeah, which is like where those movies like that's where they're going to do the best, but, but like all in all like the plot is complete horseshit, but if you want to just watch big monsters fight that part of the movie was very well done. Like that, it was it was it was a great time to watch, right? Um, mm-hmm. But like the rest of the movie is bad, but the fights are good. So if you want to see that, totally watch it. It's great. But if you yeah. want some plot filler, just ignore it. Like anytime some of the human plots came up, I just opened my phone and was like browsing Reddit, and then like as soon as the fighting started, I was like, all right, cool. So. Yeah, that's that's Godzilla vs Kong. 
Yeah, I don't think it's going to be moving up in my uh, movie queue any point. Yeah, that's fair enough. It was... I went into it wanting big monsters fighting, and I got that, so... I have to say, on that front, it is good. On all the other fronts, it is not good. But Fair enough. Yeah. And then I finally finished all of The Expanse. Mm. And uh, that show's real good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, really good. Um, get to the point where like, I'm like, give me this last season already, Amazon, because I want to see more. I want to see how it ends. Um, like, I don't think I have much more to add to it from when I originally talked about it, but it's, it's this great kind of space opera thing that kind of like Game of Thrones, where it's like all these different kind of parties and factions that you're seeing. And it's like, how do they all tie together? And then kind of some extraterrestrial kind of stuff happens and it opens up a bunch of planets and it's like, they start coming together to deal with that kind of like everyone came together and dealt with the white walkers okay and it's yeah it's it's really good and it's super well done it is a gorgeous looking show like it looks amazing um and yeah it's just like totally solid all around like great writing great acting solid story threads like even some of the minor story threads like i like like, there's very few where I'm like, oh, that little side plot I didn't care for. Like, most of them, I'm like, that's that's pretty good. Like, it kind of supplements the main storyline. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's really good. Yeah, I, I, got, I got a bunch of them saved on uh, my iPad there off of Prime. So, it's something I plan on tackling eventually here. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I quite like it. It's uh, if you're kind of into that space opera kind of stuff and kind of mixed in with there's kind of some political intrigue kind of like Game of Thrones had, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's it, it's got that stuff and it's super solid. It's uh, yeah. All right then. So, yeah. And then uh, because you were talking up Unhinged I threw that on for a Friday night. Oh yeah. And uh, you were right. That is like a totally passable, like, fucking action movie. Yeah, it kind of comes out of left field. Yeah. And I, uh, so spoilers if you haven't seen Unhinged. Um, I thought it was going to be more like him fucking her up in, like, car-on-car combat. Yeah, And I know. it super didn't go that way to where, like, he was, like, but, uh, like, just how ridiculous he got, like, he kills that guy in the diner in front of everyone just doesn't care and then fucking he goes over to that one house and like grabs the fucking person and as the other person is holding the knife he's just like ramming the other person into the guy holding the knife and i was just like what the fuck yeah (laughs) it's deeply messed up yeah it's uh yeah it went some directions that i was like oh this is not where i expected it to go um but yeah holy shit um and you were right he plays that character very well yeah, he does like an unhinged psychopath very yeah. well. Yeah, to the point where I was like, that actually, like, I kind of went in expecting, like, him to just kind of be the generic, like, bad guy, but, like, he was actually much more to that. Like, it kind of made him somewhat relatable. I mean, like, most people aren't going to go to that level, 
but it's like yeah, you said first yeah. talked about it it's that like relatable problem of nothing matters in my life so fuck it yeah exactly it was yeah it was came totally out of left field when i watched it, it was not anything what i expected it was just i was pleasantly surprised to say the least yeah yeah and i think i think what they do i think what uh, helps make that movie work is kind of how they like i think in the opening credits like they show like all, all of the youtube clips in real life of people that have like oh man road rage and i've had a bad day and just you come unhinged right so it's like they set they set it up as a very relatable kind of thing right mm-hmm. even though if some of the stuff he does is is not relatable yeah a right? little more extreme than most people but yeah but uh but yeah it's good i like it so it was solid yeah, yeah i quite enjoyed it And did you catch up on, did you, y'all up to date on Falcon and Winter Soldier? You sure am. It's coming out real fucking good here, eh? Yeah. So are you, did you watch the latest one that would have been? Yeah, episode five, I think. Yeah. Where Sam gets the shield back? Yes. Okay. So yeah, that's the most latest one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting really good. Uh, yeah, I, it, but it, I don't know. It was, it's just like, uh, WandaVision, it just kind of like slow at the start, but like hitting everything in fucking strides here. And particular shout out to that episode four where fucking new cap just kind of loses his shit because his buddy gets killed. Yep. And, and you just, see like, yeah. And he just, just bloodies up that shield. Nice and good. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That is, uh, yeah, they, they played that part, and then that's kind of the point where, where Sam and Bucky kind of go like, all right, we're going to take that back from you. You, yeah. don't, you don't get that anymore. Um, yeah, I think um, aside from that part, what I'm really liking is that they're kind of fleshing out Sam and Bucky as characters a lot more, right? That and I think that part is working really well, like kind of seeing them not, I guess, in combat and like kind of banter. And especially in that most latest episode when they're like fixing up the boat, you're kind of getting some character development from them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that part is working really well, especially like with Bucky kind of like trying to deal with his past and like how he used to be the Winter Soldier, and then also dealing with all the shit that like Captain America had to do, where he's like. I'm in an era that I don't belong in and I have no idea what I'm doing, right? Yeah. So it's that part I think is also very well done. Yeah, the whole thing is just exceptional. Yeah. And I think the stuff with uh, Zemo was also really well done. Mm-hmm. I really like I really like the guy that that plays him and I think he does a really good job for the parts that he's in. Yeah. So where it's like you hate him but you don't hate him you like him but you don't like him yeah. you trust him but you don't trust him yeah it's they kind of write they write him as like what good writers do for villains where they make him relatable right yeah. where it's like I totally get where he's coming from and why he wants to kill everyone with the super serum mm-hmm. is like because he goes off and he it's like he has a conversation like we put these people on a pedestal so high that we just disregard their flaws and then they become people that shouldn't be 
on a pedestal, right? And then you mm. see that with the new Captain America, where it's like, hey, that new Captain America that we think so highly of just brutally murdered someone in the street with the shield, yeah. right? So yeah. it's like, it's they, they do a really good job of making a villain that is like relatable, where it's like, okay, I totally see why he wants to do that, and I get that, right? Yeah, it's the whole thing's been very well done. I can't wait for the next episode. I'm very happy with it. it and then I can't wait for Loki. Oof. Yeah, Loki looks really good. I think yeah. the next episode is the last one. I believe it is, yeah. I think there's one more coming out on Friday. Which is shorter than WandaVision. Yeah, but we, I well, they at least said this going in, that it was going to be not as long, and that right. it was going to kind of play out like a movie. So if you like watched them one right after another, it'd be like watching a movie, but you don't have to. Right. Which, Which that makes, that yeah, makes sense. That's kind of how it has played out. Like, I mean, it yeah. definitely would have a movie feel if you just went one right into the next. Yeah. Which almost makes me think that, like, maybe they shouldn't do weekly releases for stuff like this, but I, I totally get why they're doing it. Oh, it's but, all about keeping subscribers, man. If they just dump it, you know, there's going to be everyone who just subscribes. Sub, yeah. Which, I mean, with how they've been doing it is like, they're releasing stuff where it's like only a few weeks before the next one starts up again. And I'm, I've actually been totally all right with that. Mm -hmm. Having like a, okay, every Friday I have now turned into like, I have two or three sh like weekly shows that come out that I just watch all at once. And it's been really nice to be yeah. honest, or it's just like, I look forward to like, Oh, a new episode of this is out, like, cool. So, so yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Yeah. I think it's a very solid show. I'm really curious how they're going to end it. Well, not curious because, I mean, they're just going to fight new Captain America and that's how it'll end. But, like, I'm curious if they end it and lead it towards, like, hey, we're going to do another season of Falcon and the Winter Soldier or is this kind of, like, it? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the other thing, too, right? Like, are we ever going to get another, like, I don't think we're getting another season of WandaVision. Like, no. I think that was a one-off, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if these are all, like, one-off miniseries. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It, like, it'd be nice if they... Uh, I don't know. Like, the more I think about it, do you need more? Or is it... Cause, uh, like, for this I one, I don't think we need any more. I would no. like to see now that now that the uh, X-Men stuff is like fully back integrated with Disney's Marvel. I'd like to see some miniseries pop up where we get introduced to like who the X-Men are going to be in upcoming Marvel films. Yeah. And I think that would work because there's so many fucking X-Men, right? You could kind of cherry pick a few for, Hey, here's a Disney plus series. Yeah. Or throw down a new series about that kid. Who's going to take over Iron Man spot. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. so, I'm sure they have plans for it, but oh, without a doubt. But yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, kind of like one division. It's like very well done. Got a really good budget. Looks exactly like a Marvel movie would. Like they're not chintzing out that way, right? No, like very high production value, and yeah. that was my concern when I heard about all these. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I hope they do it right, and they have. Yeah, they're really hitting it out of the park with these. Yeah, it seems like. And even with like the Disney plus star Wars stuff, like it's the same thing where it's like, they got a good budget and it looked like it, they're not skimping that way. So mm -hmm. it's nice that they're kind of treating the TV properties with the same respect as the movies. 
mm-hmm. right? Which makes sense if you're going to double down on both. Give give them both, right? Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah. All right, it's a lot. Last blockbuster. Yeah. How'd you feel? I didn't mind it. Nostalgic. Yeah, a little bit. I was. Uh, it was really curious um, to kind of know, like, because kind of how they say in the documentary, like everyone thought Blockbuster died because of Netflix. That yeah, actually that's wasn't the not reason. Not the case. Yeah, and all it's of like, that stuff was super interesting to me. And I knew that because, like, as soon as they said that, I was like, right. Because I remember reading a business case study in school that that was why. Um, and I was like, that's right. It was weird distribution stuff. I was like, that's why it failed. It was because of Netflix. Um, but yeah, which is, I guess, the people that, that would shock people, right? It's like, it actually wasn't because of Netflix. It was this other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one, like, little interesting tidbit that, like, blew me away the most was when they announced no more late fees. Right. And their revenue went down to a third. Didn't yeah. drop by a third. Yeah. Literally became a third of what their revenue was previously by getting no more late fees. Yeah. And I remember when I was younger and that came out and it was just oh, yeah. like it was amazing. It was like, yeah, fuck, I can go take whatever I want and never return it. Like why would I? Like they're not <laughs> yeah. gonna do anything about it. Like it as yeah. a kid it seemed like awesome and then you were kinda like, This is stupid of them, but you didn't really understand the gravity of the situation and then like now looking back at hindsight it's like yeah what the fuck were they thinking yeah and like even i think it was ron funches they were interviewing he was like yeah i as soon as they did that i rented a bunch of shit and never brought it back yeah it's like i went and got a bunch of gamecube games yeah and it was like yeah yeah no it's hilarious it was cool like it was i don't think it's like the most amazing documentary but i think it's like i think if you grew up in that era like me and you did I think it is like a, it's kind of like a popcorn, like back to that era kind of comfort food, right? Yeah. Well, I was, I was talking about this with, with another friend and we were talking about how like sometimes with these streaming services, it doesn't feel rewarding when you pick something and it can be overwhelming because you just have so fucking much coming at you. Like there was just something about walking into a blockbuster or a VHQ or a movie yep. gallery, like pick your poison, right? Yeah, there was but, something special about like walking down on a Friday night and browsing and going, okay, hey, this looks good. This came out and you grabbed your snacks and it was all yeah. that. Like it, it, like it, it meant it, it meant something, right? Yeah. Well, you I know? I used to like. I mean, I worked at the one in town here for a while. Yeah. At the top of the hill. Yeah. So like that was super sweet because like getting all these free rentals and getting to watch stuff before they actually came out for other people to rent. All that was slick. But it was like working there aside, like going in there and like I could be in that store for an hour and a half going up and down the aisles. Oh yeah. And then you go for the stuff that you think looks interesting, but then you also try to find like, oh, like this is a hidden gem. Like I don't think anyone's watched this. So hopefully I can be that person who discovers this really good movie and then go tell all my friends, like, hey, you guys should rent this movie. It's yeah. phenomenal, right? Like, oh, yeah. there was some pride and some... Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Like, reward, almost, oh, to, yeah. like, picking out that hidden gem that no one else heard about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, like, it's something if you if you never experienced it, you're not going to understand. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're that type of person, this documentary isn't for you. Um, But, yeah, it's totally that thing of, like, that nostalgic of, like, yeah. 
Yeah, I totally understand. So it was it was good. It was it was a nice little like hour and a half going back in time kind of thing. Yeah, blast from the past. I quite like I just I watched it randomly when bed. But I was like, wow, like it just really brought me back. Yeah. I think that's the takeaways. Like it it kind of brought me back to that era. And I I they even like that's a lot of what they talk about, right? Is like as they talk about it when they interview people, it's like it meant something to go in and you know, pick a movie and grab your snacks and and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was cool. If you grew up in that area or that era, then you should definitely check it out. Yeah, for sure. So it's yeah, agreed. And the other one I managed to burn through pretty quickly. When I would get back to the hotel, is I burned through Snowpiercer, the Netflix okay. series. Okay. I How was that? Quite, I actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah. A couple of the guys on the crew were watching it and they were talking about it. I was like, this just sounds ridiculous. And then I was like, fuck it. I got a six hour bus ride up ahead of me. I'll dip into the first few and see how I feel about it. And I ended up getting right into it. Like, because it's, it's very similar to the Snowpiercer movie, but this one goes far more in depth, right? Like you right. get, you see like all of the little, how it all plays up slowly. And then like, I don't know, it's just, it's full of like little twists and turns and it can be violent and graphic at times. And it's, hmm. it's got very good character development in it. Like it was just all around. Like I casually would see it on Netflix and never thought anything of it, but like yeah. having watched it, like I'm pretty into it and like, yeah. it didn't take long like, you know, like, I don't know if it was the same for you, but like Breaking Bad, like I had to get halfway through that first season before I like started to give a shit. It was like, oh, okay. this is slow and this is painful. Right. But then, of course, you eventually get into it and you're like, okay, I need more. Yep. It didn't take that long for this one. Like, I was like, within two episodes, I was invested in the characters and I was like, I need to know how this turns out. Like, he's got this plan. Is How's that going to play out? And like, this is his big goal. Is he ever going to realize that goal? Is this ever going to come to fruition? Yep. And then you get to the end of the first season and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. And then at the end of the first season, you get some like new surprise characters come on. Right. One of them being Sean Bean. And you're like, oh damn, Sean Bean. Yeah. I remember hearing that uh, he came onto the show. And I think that was kind of one, same thing as you. I always saw it on Netflix. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's any decent. And then I heard he came on and I was like, oh, maybe I should check that out. But he, his character is, is villainous. Yeah. Very diabolical, very manipulative, like the very definition of someone who's playing chess while other people are playing checkers. Right. And he fucking nails that villainous role. Really? I fucking love Sean Bean. But like by the end of the second season, like I hate Sean Bean. Oh. Like he he just he plays that character so well where you're like you're actively rooting for someone to take this guy out. Huh. Interesting. But which, check like, this out. Which hurts me because I love Sean Bean so much. Right. But, but like oh. he he nails this villainous role so so well. And it's just like, yeah, like how is he because he just he does things throughout the series where you're just like, fuck, that motherfucker is he's playing chess, man. He's outsmarting everybody. Like, huh. what a smart motherfucker. And then at the same time, he's doing these like just very downright terrible and diabolical things and so like the whole time you're like well i love sean bean and i'm like kudos for kudos is due he's a smart motherfucker and then at the same time you're like god i just want like just someone stab him just fucking stab him right now that's 
and to me that is a testament to the writers of that show writing a good villain right because that's the best written villains are ones that you totally understand and root for but at the same time you want them to die well he's he's the type he's he's the type of villain that just outsmarts everyone he's like a right. lex, he's like a lex Luthor, right like you right. have the villains that like go through and through brute strength and perseverance like dominate their enemies but this guy he's like his manipulation and his mind games and the way he treats people it's sickening it's just like you're such a mentally sick son of a bitch okay i kind of really want to check this out now and it's like it's unfortunate you don't really get the sean bean until like the end of the season going into the second season okay but like the second the first season was still good yeah but then when you get sean bean and you're like what a sick motherfucker how many uh seasons are out two okay there's are only they, two seasons are they doing more do you know uh, I believe there's a third season. The way that, that they ended on a massive cliffhanger on oh, okay. at the end of season two, so it's like they better be pumping out a third season because I need to know how this new problem plays out. Right. But there's also like little guys that you'll see pop up in the series where like you're like, oh yeah, I remember him. Like they're actors that like you probably couldn't recall their names off the top of your head, but when you see him, you're like, oh, I've seen him in this and I've seen him in that. Right. Like, hmm. I might have to uh, put that on the list because I've been once I burned through the expanse it's like okay I need I need another show to kind of binge here and there and I found one but it'll it only has two seasons so I'll be done with that shortly so I might need another one Mike O'Malley like if you look up Mike O'Malley you'll be like like you're off the top of your head, you're probably like Michael Malley, who's that? But as soon as you see his picture, you'll be like, Oh yeah, that guy. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's pretty prominent in there, and like uh Jennifer Connolly is very oh, prominent yeah, in yeah. there. Like you see these people and you're like, Oh yeah, I know who that is. Huh. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I was Nonetheless, I was pretty, pretty uh, surprised. I think I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, it was decent. Didn't know what to expect going in, but within a few episodes, I was into the characters. I wanted to see how things played out, and then by the end of the second season, I'm just, I'm right there. I'm into it. I'm just sitting here patiently waiting for a third. All right. Well, you sold me. I'll check it out. And then, aside from that, I finally watched the Snyder cut. Okay. And? Uh, it was good. Other than being black and white for the first 15 minutes? Yeah, that was terrible. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? It's funny because when you texted me that, I was like, oh, right. It, they released a black and white version too. Yeah, just, just so people are aware, I decided to hunker down and watch Justice League and started playing it and it was in black and white. And I was like, okay, maybe this is just the beginning. And then 15, 20 minutes in, it was still black and white. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Only to find out that they released two versions of the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut, and then also the Snyder Cut Justice is Grey, which is I, just the Snyder Cut in black and white. I still regret saying, I, I should have just said, no, nah, man, it's all black and white. I don't know if I would have made it through. <laughs> if it just If I was all black and white the whole time, I would have quit probably by the half hour mark. I would be like, no, I'm not watching a black and white four hour Justice League. That's fair. But uh, yeah, I like crazy how much stuff 
that was in there that was not in Justice League. Like, yep. to see how different they are, for sure. There were definitely parts, though, where, like, I had to look it up, where it's like, okay, this scene was not in the original Justice League. However, it is very similar to another scene in Justice League. Yeah. So, like, watching this one, it felt like I'd seen that scene before, even though yeah. I hadn't. Yeah, it's like a slightly different version of the scene. Yeah. But that yeah. being said, I do I do see what you're saying now, where they, like, Ray Fisher, definitely his character comes across like one of the yeah the main guys. But more importantly, like the whole time I'm watching this, I'm just like, oh, I can't wait for this like Joker scene. And then we finally get it at the end. And I was like, fuck me, do I ever want more more of this like Snyder verse? Yeah, that whole like wasteland version was <sighs> like the biggest fucking cock tease I've ever had in my life where it was just like, I, I, I want more of that, but I'm not ever going to get it. Like, no. fuck. and it, it is it is crazy that there is like it is still a pretty substantial difference because like i didn't like the justice league movie no one did. i i enjoyed snyder's cut i definitely yeah. like even though like a lot of the graphics and like the cgi stuff they did was very similar to justice league like just yeah. the whole tone of everything too felt different like it oh, yeah. genuinely did feel like a different movie yeah and the way that it was presented as far as like the development of the story. Yeah. It was infinitely better. Yeah. Like it's, that was always the question and everyone was talking is like, can you fix that sloppy fucking mess of the first justice league? And like, I think everyone was like, no, I don't think you can. No. And then like, absolutely can. Yeah. And then it came out of like, Hey, actually of the four hours of footage he has only 30 minutes of used. And then you're thinking like, okay, so it's, Maybe this is a completely different movie, and then you watch it, and you're like, "This is a completely different movie, and it is way better," um, which is kind of fucking crazy. Yeah, it really was a whole new experience. Like it's it's kind of it's crazy that like I don't think there was ever another example of what this did, where a movie came out. No one liked it, and then the director went, hey, that's actually not the version that you should have gotten, and then recut a new version, and everyone went, wow, that actually was way better. Like, I don't think that's ever happened before. No, and it was. It was way, way better. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, I, yeah, it's kind of crazy how that whole thing shook out, and all of that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it, but like, yep. I definitely was like, "Yep, this is a better movie than the original," and yeah, there was and it, a lot of stuff you didn't see, and it really did change the entire dynamic of that story. Yeah, and it's uh, like I think a lot of people were hoping, and like after watching it, I was kind of hoping about this too that like Wonder Brothers might be like, "Hey, maybe we maybe do one or two more things in his kind of Zack Snyder universe," but they've already came out and said, "No, that's not happening." Yeah, which is really unfortunate. Because it would have been cool to kind of see one or two more, you know, projects, you know, especially after, like, dropping this and then being like, actually, if you would have just done that in the first place, it wouldn't have bombed, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so. So, yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm going to be forever upset that I don't get to see that Wasteland version. Yeah, because I think from reading some articles, the plan was, like, eventually one of the movies is exactly that like Superman works with Darkseid and it's takes place in this wasteland 
and fucking they've got to fight him and shit. And then mm-hmm. that that version was all of that, and then it would loop back of you know the Flash time traveling and telling Batman like, "Yo, don't let Lois die," because then Superman just goes fucking rogue. And then yeah. the third movie was like, you know, without a Batman because they were gonna kill Batman in the wasteland. And then there was this weird thing I was reading where eventually Superman's son would become Batman and like. Yeah, I was like reading stuff and I was like, that sounds crazy cool. Um, yeah, well, and it was going to explain like that one scene in Justice League, like that sparks Bruce to like even start the whole team yeah. was like he sees the flash in front of him yelling. Yeah. Like in that weird like portal thing. And it was going to be like this wasteland like once a year when the fucking stars and the earth is at a very specific spot, the flash can like travel back in time yeah. and that's how we got like him talking to Bruce that initially started the Justice League and yeah. some part of the wasteland was like how everything was going to reset was he was going to be able to actually reset time and change the course of history. Yeah because yeah, even in the wasteland scene that you do see like you see Flash in that armor mm-hmm. right so so yeah it, it's like it's like on one hand I'm glad that this cut came out because we got a better version of it but at the same time it came out and it's like it got me excited to what could have been yeah. that we're not going to get so it's like that part is disappointing because I'm like I really want to see what that universe looks like with him finishing out his plans right it's mm. just it's that's the shitty part is like I want more of that and I know we're not going to get it yeah nope yeah, yeah. Snyder cut actually good yeah surprisingly good yeah but that's uh that's all about i got that's all i got catch you next week later